start. Okay, we are live on the interwebs. We are the Nerd Ledger. Welcome back, everybody. Mm. Um, so this is our coming to you through the airwaves, <laughs> sneaking into your brain. Oh. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, this is our second attempt to talk about She-Hulk. Um, yeah, it's so cursed. Not <clears throat> She-Hulk, but just like the topic of She-Hulk is so cursed that our the internet just keeps crashing. It can't handle the gravity of the weight of our conversation. Well, yeah, I mean, especially, you, you know, because... Since uh, you and I are more well-informed than other nerds because we are clearly spiritually intelligent in every single way. Um, yeah, of course. You know, I'm just trying to avoid... Seem trying to shut us down. Illuminati, what is it? As Ramos said, the Freemasons are sending demons to attack us. Totally. They're chewing um, my, my Ethernet cable right now. I'm beating them <laughs> off my Ethernet, beating them off my Ethernet cable. Yeah. Yep. Um. So this, uh, we're back. You know, second time this week, and then you know, yep. also, you know, we try to talk about She-Hulk in a second podcast last week, and um, everything kind of fell apart. So, um, yeah, here we are technical difficulties and here we are um i have a follow-up though um about my Ooh. check engine light you know what i'm saying yep. so All i right, mentioned you know my check engine light came on on tuesday and uh yep. i had an appointment yesterday uh for 4 p.m at a at a mechanic shop so they could check it out um <clears throat> and i like I, I get it, you know, like... Wait, didn't you go to Speedy's or something like that? Is that what you say you did, or... Did no, you actually... I went to Pep Boys. Oh, okay. Um, oh, are they like a... Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, so, you know, I had an appointment. Like, I booked the appointment, like, the day before. And, like, so, yeah, I had it all sorted. I was like, oh, cool, you know, I'll go, like, they'll do the diagnostic, no problem, and then you know, tell me what's wrong and I can either ask them to fix it uh, when, you know, we we'll, like reschedule or go somewhere else and have it fixed or what, you know, no worries. Right. Like not a big deal. Right. Mm. Um, maybe I'm misunderstanding how diagnostics work on check engine lights, but, but I thought like they just plugged something in and it gave them a code and then they looked up the code and whatever. It's usually how it works. <clears throat> but, um, yeah. So, so like, I get there like 10 minutes early, whatever, and like no one's helping me. I was like, whatever, you know, I'll, I'll chill, you know, I'm here early. And then like right before four, like someone's like, okay, like what's up? And I'm like, yeah, I got a, I got an appointment at four or whatever. They're like, okay, uh, you know, you name all that stuff. And then, and then the dude says, are, are you leaving the car with us? And I was like, well, I mean, obviously like you have to work on it, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be here. And then he's like, well, we probably won't be able to get all the work done today. And I was like, I was like, well, you know it's just a check engine light, you know, I just need the diagnostic. He's like, well, we might be able to get the diagnostic done by seven. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I was what like, kind of service uh, did you, what kind of service did you pay for? Did you, did so, so, uh, this is why I like going with independent mechanic shops because you can just fucking deal with the head, like whoever the mechanic is and be like, Hey, can you just check the code for me? I'll give you like a hundred bucks or whatever. Like, you know, how it's negotiation, you know, it's, yeah. But, so like then, I was like, I was like, um, I was kind of thinking like, okay, whatever, like, you know, I get it like they're short, short labor, like whatever and all that stuff. So I, I was chilling for a bit and then like they, they assigned my car to somebody and like they send me a text that shows like their work progress and like it says your car will be ready for pickup tomorrow at 6 p.m. And like. So I was like, uh, maybe I misunderstood. Like, 
I, I can't leave my car with you. Like, I can, I have to go home somehow and I have to go to work tomorrow. And like, pretty much, I, I just ended up canceling. Like, my, they hadn't even brought my car. And like, I waited like, you know, uh, like, you know, maybe 45 minutes before I talked to them because like they were, they were busy with other people and stuff and I didn't want to interrupt and whatever. Uh, but my car sat out there the whole time. Like, nobody touched it. So it's like, I don't know. Like, it's kind of annoying that like, I, I don't get the point of having an appointment if you are too busy to deal with your appointments. Like the thing is like, I, you know, like I said, I, I get labor shortages, but if you know you have labor shortages, you should adjust your system to account for that. Um, and so like I ended up calling the dealership after and, and just scheduling something like Monday was the earliest I could get in. Uh, so I have to t- like take time off work, which is really stupid. I hate that shit. But uh, even they were like, yeah, you know, like we, we just lost a technician again, you know, I, I get it. Everyone has labor shortages. Right. So, you know, but like, that's like, they adjusted their scheduling to account for that. Like they're not going to overbook people and then be like, Oh yeah, you had an appointment. Uh, well your car, we won't be able to look at for another three hours. Well then what the fuck is the point of an appointment? Yeah. And it's the same thing at like, well, it's just, everywhere, you know, all, but... all com- a lot of companies in this country are just kind of, being managed like shit right now. Like I have a friend, um, they work at a warehouse. Uh, they worked, they started working there very bottom. They worked really put their head down, started working, worked for like six or seven months. Uh, got up to basically like, you know, kind of a little shift manager position. Um, and then like labor, like, you know, this is the beginning of this year or something like that. And, Things just gone downhill ever since. Like it just seems like a lot of people in like the upper echelons of like high high management. I'm not saying all of them, but I'm saying like there are a lot of really shitty corporate managers out there, or like store managers that are overseeing like five or six stores that just can't handle it, and like they're beating up on their workers and they're intentional. It's like they're you know, and it's that kind of it, it's difficult right now what i'm trying to say is like it's 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 so difficult for like everybody involved and it seems like a lot of people are just beating up on each other rather than solving the problem so i just think you're giving like most companies too much credence that they're gonna care that they overbook because like they don't really give a shit about you anymore that's the problem with big chains like pet boys for example i don't know how many stores they have or how big they are but i know they have like one out here in uh, antioch so yeah i know they're kind of like a drive through mechanic service or whatever it is uh, usually oil chains or something like that. They're, yeah, they're like, a, they're like a mechanic and tire center kind of. Yeah. And I just um, don't, I just, just, you know, work with an independent mechanic or something like that and I just have them call them and see if you can negotiate something, work something out with cash or whatever works, you know. I, I, it's just when it comes to this kind of stuff because, again, like, they really try to... It's, it's even worse, like, at places like Pet Boys, because, like, they could have taken the code, and they might have started, like, doing the work or something, like, stupid like that, you know? And then charge right. charged you for it, and then, like, well, you know, it's like, what we do here, it's all-inclusive, like, you should have told us that, or whatever, and if I get a mechanic, you can just fucking yell and scream at the guy and not give him any cash because you're paying cash. And so it's, you know, you can see him take the code right, right there, because, again, the thing you're talking about, getting code, like, there's just a little slot... Yeah, I mean, I mean, getting the code you can get for free at like most tar- most auto parts stores. You know, like that's not the problem. Like, like yeah. we're going to the dealership is good. They're going to charge you an arm and a fucking half, dude. Yeah, so yeah. So you know, like they may, char- they may charge you like one twenty or something stupid like that just for like all for like the brief uh, labor. No, it's more like, than that. 
<laughs> it's 185 to to get the diagnosis. Um, <laughs> and but the thing is, like, my car is relatively new, so like like we mentioned before, like it's probably covered by warranty. Um, well, you need like you need to see if you have any scheduled maintenance or something like that. Like they're not gonna. I don't. If you don't. If you don't know how to use your like, if you don't tell them like, hey, I want to apply for this warranty, they're not gonna they, cover. Uh, when I when I called to schedule the appointment, the late the lady scheduling it said it, it's probably covered by your warranty, but my computer's frozen, so I can't look it up. Sounds like uh, I don't. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, yeah, there's no guarantee, obviously, like you know, but. Um, I would spend the one eighty five to get a machine. You can do it. You can do it yourself. You can buy one of those things like for seventy five bucks on Amazon. Yeah, but it, it only gives you the code still, right? Yeah, they can call an independent mechanic and say, "Hey, can you fix this problem?" But I, I, I don't know what the problem is. You have to get someone to, to tell you what the code means, don't you? You just Google what the code is, though. Are you sure? Or, well, it tells you what specific part of the like. There's like a whole booklet and a whole list of things, and most of it's posted online now. I wouldn't be surprised if you get mechanic if you can't get. I don't know. Let's look it up right now. I mean, I did look up like codes for my car, but like mm-hmm. it just it didn't give me any information. So, but what what I can always do is just take it to like an AutoZone or O'Reilly's or whatever, and they can do the plug in and give me the code. You know. Yeah. For free. Yeah. Um. So like that's easy enough. But I just, you know I'm just worried that like. I don't know. I just hope you don't get skipped over at that fucking dealership, dude. Yo, if those like, if they dealers, say like, dealers, oh, it's gonna fuck you all the time. They always do. Like, they only have one. They only really. That's you know, yeah. That's where they make their money. Is from yeah. It was it's too, like you know they got masters. They got to fucking report to you know, and it's just part of the part of the thing that they do. Yeah. To be honest, though, everywhere can screw you over. You know. Yeah. Like that's... even even independent mechanics like will lie to you. You know. Yeah, that there that is something that happens, and like too, that's a good thing about like Google reviews and like Yelp and stuff like that. Is you can find a local independent mechanic that everyone like says like, "Hey, this guy doesn't try to screw people over," or you can yeah. find a local auto shop or something like that. Yeah, so. I mean it's annoying, but like at the end of the day, if they if it's going to be something that's not covered and costs a lot of money, like I've gotten many many letters from the dealership asking to buy my car. Mm. So I mean, I can just yeah, but leverage that. Yeah, they like. I don't know, like they may kill you, and like you know, nah. just the thing is, like, for for people who don't know, dealerships like act tough and like whatever, but they crumble pretty quickly. Like, I've I've never spent more than I wanted to on anything, like at a dealership, as far as like buying a car goes. Um, like it's it's kind of crazy, like because I remember when I when I first bought a car from like this dealership uh like initially like i was trading in my old car and and they were going to give me like almost nothing for it and then like i told them like i can only pay this amount a month and so you know they if they came back and they're like well we can do it like where you'd pay like a hundred dollars more than that i was like i I can't afford it then and then they're like all right let's see what we can do like and they kept calling people to try to get like different loans and whatever and like eventually they came back and magically found an extra like seven thousand dollars to give me for my car so 
they, they'll crumble eventually if, if you stick to what you're comfortable with and don't let them manipulate that like because you know they'll, they'll they'll try they'll say well it's only like this much more you can't do that it's only this much. no i can't i i'm i would not be comfortable with that i don't have the money for oh could you maybe then put like a thousand down i have no money like no i cannot if they want to sell the car they will sell it. and if they don't then you walk away not feeling like you were pressured to buy something you can't afford so Four things just don't want to take advantage of you, especially when it comes to that fucking service shit, man. I'm I know, you. I know what I could get from my car, mm. from from other uh, places like Carvana or Kelly Blue Book or whatever. So I'm not tripping. Like if they try to like way undervalue it, I, I can know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know but saying? if you but like, what it, it depends also on what the diagnostic scanner says. If, if the check engine light is still on, um, you know, or it could be something very simple, that's, or it could that's be fair. something. Yeah, that's deeply complicated. Could be something deeply complicated that really changes the situation and how much leverage you think your car is worth. And yeah, people, that's fair. People but, can't but, afford to fix them up, so they need to get running cars right now too. But like um, you said, you know, like that's that's the whole thing. Like if if they come back and it's like you it's know a negotiation, like it's going to cost so much money or whatever. Like yeah, there's a thing in this country called the right to choose, and I I could choose to take my car elsewhere to get it fixed if it's going to be too expensive there. You know, and yeah. it's not covered, so. But I don't know. I don't really like dealing with people. Like it's really weird. So anyway, well, dealing with a lot of salesmen. I think the problem is it's just these days. Like I, I had a really good lunch today with a friend of mine who um he does uh like financial advisory and life insurance stuff, and um he's like me and him are just talking for a bit, and he um you know he's doing really good, and it's just it seems like like people are like put the salesman personality on way too much and it goes like way too hard and it's like very inauthentic and weird to interact with and yeah. um, you know like me as a realtor like i'm doing really good working like the database i only have like nine or eight names but i, I got already got some texts and called back so like you know and it's just because i'm like real with people and talk to people like they're human beings and not like they're like statistical sale points um you know i'm trying not to be so friendly with them where i think like i'm trying to make them feel like the family either like you know there's a, obviously boundaries you need to set between yourself and others when you're working in a specific position where like you know a lot of people talk about real estate like it's sales but it's more like trying to get two people to stop from suing each other when they're buying and selling homes with each other so it's um you know it's just gotta be real with people and the problem is that car dealerships when you gotta when you there's someone in the background that says you need to make x amount of money this month and i don't care how you do it you know they're gonna be very inauthentic and weird and strange to deal with at all times so not wrong and uh that's why like it's just so it's, it's it's a weird time right now like socially because it's just difficult to interact with people because it, all, so many people these days are walking around with just completely ulterior motives to when, what they say that they have or to the motives that they say they put forward into the world so yeah take it uh, that what you will people going around thinking it's okay too that's another huge issue like people think it's okay to act like that to lie like impulsively and just to get the sale or the deal down like it's, it's not you know right so. uh did did you uh check out andor yet i watched half of the first episode i was kind of distracted um dude i'm telling you this is what happens like, so so i i watched the first episode last night but like again like you i was distracted like halfway through it and like whatever and even at the end my wife was like oh you can just watch this like it's not that interesting to me and then mm -hmm. i went to work today and my my coworker was like hey did you watch it i said i watched the first episode but like i was like i don't feel like i gave it a fair shake because like i, I kind of got distracted and was doing other things he's like yeah that happened to me too like 
I couldn't like I, I it just wasn't interesting to, enough to keep my attention for for the whole the problem because the problem is, is that we don't really know Andor that well nobody really knows him and like we're they're phrasing this whole thing like if we're we all give a shit about this guy and that we care about him a lot when in reality we just don't that's just like what yeah, it is yeah you're right they're kind of framing him as if he's Rogue, gone solo Rogue One was a long time ago like Rogue you know, One was amazing too it was it's one of the best Star Wars movies ever made in my personal opinion, I think it's like top three. Yeah. We'll probably have to go look at that list again one more time. Things get free content for us to go over again, probably. Yeah. Get a good refreshed, get some refreshed views. <laughs> but, um, no, I actually watched it. Like, I like that he domed somebody though with like a laser. Like that was pretty intense. Yeah. Um, but it's nothing new, right? Like he literally yeah. kills an informant in like the first 10 minutes for- of Rogue One, right? Exactly. You know, and that was actually arguably more intense because, like, it was so quick and, like, backhanded and betrayal and betrayal. Like. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like, you know, just holding a gun in someone's face while they're, like, banging and screaming and then just blacking them like that. It's, it's, it's pretty. I, I thought it was pretty good, but, like, uh, the use of rain, bro. Wasn't it raining in that first scene in Rogue One, too? Or no? Uh, I, don't think I don't think so. It was probably muggy, though. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There were two. I don't know. Like I said, I, I think I needed to watch it again. It looked, it looked interesting. I, I just, I don't know. Like, I don't think anyone gives a fuck about this character. And but when I say everyone, I think I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, I don't really know him that well, and I don't really like care too much about him. And again, Rogue One was so long ago, and it kind of ended in a really good way. And it also like kind of started in a way that didn't feel like it needed a prequel, but it could potentially get better. We don't know. Yeah, well, like I said, I, like I don't feel like I necessarily gave it a fair shake, so I, I'm definitely gonna rewatch it and continue to watch the new episodes and ho- see what happens. But uh, just initially, like I, I don't know, I just felt like uh, I, I was I, my ADHD was kicking in too much watching it. So um, yeah. Anyway, um, it's definitely hard these days. Like I got the challenge because I got dual monitors, and then when I you know first get into my transactions and start like you know I, like i wanted to buy a real streaming setup um and, like maybe stream a little bit more seriously and actually like stream games and stuff i mean you play them enough like you might as well right yeah i mean people tell me i'm really entertaining to watch when i play games too um so yeah. I, but i don't know i was thinking about going on youtube instead of twitch because twitch always seems like the shit show and like twitch youtube is in any right now is an absolute disaster yeah like, like and we're, and we're streaming on twitch i don't know why <laughs> I think we should give YouTube live a, a fair. The only thing is, like, I was talking to Cheech about this last night. Like, uh, they, she brought up something that I hadn't thought about. Like, man, the power of the Prime sub is really powerful. It yeah, is but it's it not is. as significant when Twitch is taking all of that money. We're like half yeah. of it, right? Yeah. Like, but it is. It's so good for boosting your numbers, though. Like, if you can get a couple people to give you one free subscription, like, you know, that's better. Like, if someone gets like 60, like, you know, they don't yeah, get any stuff. It, for it a benefits while, then... both the viewer and the, the streamer yeah but at the same time it's like it's tough like in twitch right now it's just like it's kind of like there's so much drama like yeah. on the top end of twitch and like even like and their no. policies coming down like it's it's crazy like i only watch literally one twitch streamer and unfortunately mm-hmm. they're like involved in almost all the drama somehow so who is it xqc oh everybody loves that guy <laughs> Oh, everybody hates that guy to be honest no i love everybody that i i like him but like people really just love to hate him and hate watch and like you know and and sometimes he he's pretty delusional or says like weird things but like even when Dreamers he says delusional never even when he says something like correct or like his his reasoning is sound people will just like 
say like he's a hypocrite and he's lying and he's wrong and like he doesn't understand what he's doing it's like i don't think you guys understand what he what he's trying to say because like i mean boy yeah there's so much drama like on twitch right now it's crazy yeah and i feel like there's drama on youtube too but on youtube you can kind of like build your own little castle you know that's like independent of the drama where like you have your channel that's more under direct control and like you do all the streaming there and everything like that and uh I feel like it's easier to gain traction on Twitch only because yeah. there are less users, right? Like, yeah, th- there are so many and creators all, on YouTube, and also, and also again because of the um because of the Prime sub, you know, getting traction, yeah. like getting those free, getting those subs, dude, for free. Like, well, you have to everybody... get you have to get partnered first, and we're not even affiliate yet because we you know we don't uh, have enough followers and stream enough. They're here. I can see them. That number is lying to me. They're here. I know they're here. The Illuminati sent demons to hide the obscure the numbers. I'm pretty sure we're the only ones here, my dude. Oh man, I ain't got to do that to me. In bots. In bots. Three hundred bots. Four hundred bots. Okay. Two hundred. There's no. There's no, not two hundred. There's not even. It's not even a bot in here. Oh my god. I'm just kidding. Um. I don't know. Like it, it's just. I think. There's like really weird strengths and weaknesses to both streaming platforms, but like, do you think that they may be like taking what is it like that exclusion notice or whatever that you can't be affiliated with Twitch and stream on YouTube at the same time? Do you think they may take that away soon? They did already. Um, they so they they introduced like or like they got rid of like the clause in their contracts about exclusivity, I think, mm. and so you can multi-stream. But I don't know, I like, so you can't do it at the same time. So, like, if you're partnered with Twitch, like, you have an agreement which says you will only stream on Twitch. Mm. But they got rid of that. So, like, you can stream on Twitch, like, one day and then the next day stream on YouTube and, like, you won't be in violation of your partnership with Twitch. But you can't do them at the same time, I don't think. Which, you know, like, it wouldn't make sense to kind of, like, to do that if you're partnered already, you know? Yeah. Well, if you're partner too, they give you a lot of like good advertisement too, and they frequent you through the front page and everything. Um, um sometimes. I mean, like, the, yeah. I, I think I think YouTube is a good place to try. Um, any like because because we're not even affiliated or partnered. Like, I could dual stream on both. Um, I think. As far as I know, I can do that. But um, I don't know if my computer has the ability to do that. So we'll see. Uh, anyway, we, we, you know, we should probably talk about She-Hulk now or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and and uh, for for people who are curious, um, and I I am looking forward to it as well. For all of you, for all of you out there, for all our listeners, yeah, you're out there, I can see you well, and you're there. We get the most traction uh, on podcasts where we've talked about the Rings of Power, so. Uh, we will talk about the newer episodes soon, eventually, I'm sure. Um, but I actually yeah. really liked episode four, and then we got a new episode tonight. Yeah. Um, that's and again, people are going to be complaining because the show, again, like we said, is fundamentally flawed in its purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, but or, if you no, take just it... like the, the foundation, like the idea of like I don't know, like just the yeah. idea of yeah. one of Tolkien's work. There's like a little crack through that, you know. I, I... Yeah. So I mean, people can people will complain about everything because like even though like there are a lot of allusions to like actual things from his work and a lot of like 
elements present because it's not present in the way they want it or in the timeline they want it and how none of it makes sense because it's all being crunched into a singular uh time period uh for us or i can't speak for you but i'm pretty sure you're the same way as like i i take this as its own work that uh brings in elements of things that i'm familiar with mm-hmm. and it doesn't necessarily have to be exact because no adaptation is but that's how I take it, and yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, same. Like I, episode four, it's funny. Uh, we'll, we'll, that's all content we'll talk about later. Anyway, Shield. Did, did I did I mention the Ellen deal thing to you? Cage there. Yeah, I'm here. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? Oh my god. Ah, here we go. Oh, there we go. We're back. Oh my god. We're back. Here we go. There's a little bit of stutter on the internet there. Is it is it back live? Yeah, we're back live now, and there isn't actually any latency, so that's pretty good too. Are you sure? Oh, let me check on the live. I don't. I don't think it's back. It says trying to reconnect. Maybe it has reconnected. My thing is uh, frozen. But did you like like? Did you really like episode four? Because I really liked episode four actually. It's funny because the Galadriel stuff is the shittiest stuff, and like it's. Oh, here we're back now. Wait on our We're down. We're down. It says we're down. Are we? Wait. I re yeah, I like... reloaded and we're back. Okay. Oh no, it says we're offline. Okay. But yeah, it's funny because the Gladrials you put that up, but the Gladrial stuff is like the shittiest stuff, and that's so funny to me. Yeah, you're uh you're not wrong. Why are we yeah. offline? Reconnection successful. Okay, we should be back. Anyway, the people listening to this are probably so fucking annoyed by how much we talk about being live. But uh, um, are we live? Yeah, we're live. Live, live. All right, we're not live. Yeah, uh, you're not wrong about yeah. Galadriel is like, I mean, a lot of people have problems with the show in like their like treatment of men or whatever. I I, I don't know. People are weird. But... That, I don't see that at all. What about the elf man that comes and rescues the kid that isn't like his and. Anyway, back live. We're talking about yeah. She-Hulk right now. Well, I, I just wanted to mention this real quick, though. Did did I mention the Ellen deal thing last time? I I don't remember. I didn't, I don't really. I I think I did, but for anybody who hasn't heard it, uh, nobody's complaining about Ellen deal not being very tall. Okay, nobody's wow. complaining about it. Everybody's complaining because characters aren't described how they were described in the book. You know, elves are fair. Oh my god, dude, there's an elf that's not white. Oh my god, dude, that doesn't make sense. He's not how Tolkien described. Elendil is described in the book as Elendil the Tall. Motherfucker is short. Hmm. But ain't nobody complaining about that. So I wonder, does it really have to do with the description in the book? Doesn't look good for you guys. People on the internet be racist? Never. 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 Hey, man, I've seen it. I've seen it. Racism does not exist. Nobody's complaining about that. Never. It doesn't happen. That's that's definitely what they don't talk about in all those Discord channels they send to each other. Yeah. Anyway, uh, She-Hulk. So uh, we're going to talk about, what, the first five episodes there's a new one today i didn't watch it did you watch it yeah no not yet but yeah, I, first episodes, I heard I'm people are mad about it yeah well people because people people on the internet be mad about she hulk well Never. because the end of the last episode like was your first real tease of daredevil and this episode is like pretty much a filler apparently so 
Uh, who cares? Well, we got, we, yeah, we've got a normal amount of rage. Superhuman law for episode two. The people versus email Blonsky. Episode three is this not real magic. Episode four, which I think is my favorite episode, and episode five, mean green and straight poured in, into these jeans. Um, so last week or was it two weeks ago now? We were interrupted. It disrupted. was last week, but we'll start. We'll start from the front, from the beginning. We'll we'll top load, you know. A normal amount of rage. Um, so just to get off started, I guess, uh, Jen Walters, uh, she is cousins of Bruce Banner. She's uh, one of the Bruce Banner's cousins. And um, they were hanging out one night, one night, and uh, Bruce Banner is like, you know, the Hulk. And um, they got attacked by aliens, and the Hulk bled into her open wounds, and the Hulk blood infected her, and she became the She-Hulk. And uh, yeah, now she's um, she's got Hulk powers. And just like uh, with Bruce Banner, uh, when she gets really mad, she hulks out. And when Hulk out, I mean, like, you know, she goes into a berserk rage, not just like she turns into Hulk mode. Um, and so most of this episode is really just dedicated to her, one, being shocked at her new powers, and then two, like learning with uh, Bruce Banner teaching her a little bit on how to better, you know, control everything. Um, this episode is actually, for the most part, pretty good honestly to be 100 percent like i actually relatively enjoyed it like you know it's cool to see the hulk in things like uh, i really do like um mark ruffalo's hulk I, I think it's like very interesting and you know you know I, he's gotten a lot of screen time i'm not gonna say he hasn't gotten any screen time when there's been tons of screen time there's been screen time for him like throwing tom hiddleston around like a fucking sack of potatoes which i thought was one of the things that really kicked off the whole marvel like as mcu as like legendary movie making um yeah. And it, it was just a really good episode 100 percent all the way through like you know she doesn't want to be a hulk bruce banner's like well people are like first he's like well you're a hulk and you got to use your powers for good and then he's like well look people are just going to come after you anyway just because you're a hulk like that's one thing you need to understand you need to be able to control your powers like you can't uh and this ties into i guess we should talk about like the controversy or how did you want to do this um so we're kind of skimming this episode i feel like a little bit so um yeah, the thing is, um, a, a lot of people complained about um, very specific scene. Yeah, the scene where where Bruce and and Jen are talking, and Jen's like, "Hey, you know, I've I have great control over my anger because you know I get catcalled, and you know, like I'm I'm used to this stuff. Like I, I have to control my anger all the time." So, yeah. Um, yeah. and to. People were really mad about that because, you know, Bruce has a lot of trauma as well. Bruce, you know, I mean, he's he's got the only canon suicide attempt in the MCU. And people felt like she she was it's like she was trying to, like, have a competition or something with him and, like, downplaying yeah. his trauma because of her trauma. And and, this, and and these reactions seem to me to complete and to you, I think, because we talked about this before, completely miss the point of the scene. Because what happens as she gets further and further into her rant about how control she, how much control she has over her anger, she actually hulks out, um, which proves Bruce right. And it, it's I thought was so I thought that like I think that the what she was saying could have been there could have been a better like you know word choice uh, i think that they can get a thesaurus to, to you know describe women's problems with like more detail and like you know with more punctuation and stuff like that uh, but for the most part like you know i thought it was a pretty good way of conveying that's the way the sense that she doesn't have control while also being respectful to her you know because they're trying to be meditative and stuff like that 
And uh, yeah, you know, but I didn't realize that this scene was going to be like the scene that people. But this is the scene that where it started, right? This is the scene that people started like, I'm going to fight and die on this fucking hill. Like, I hate this. This is stupid. She's insulting like Bruce. She's not learning anything. She's a piece of shit. Fuck. Is basically what it comes down. Is the argument what? What's the argument boils down to on Twitter? I'm not on Twitter anymore, but um, yeah, it's. <laughs> It feels like that's what it would boil down to. Yeah, and so for me, like, it's important. Like, people, I've heard people say the context doesn't matter or doesn't make it better or whatever. But but there is a lot of context. We have to understand first of all that Jen in this episode gets infected with Bruce's blood, becomes a Hulk, uh, has all these things happening to her, and that's going to put a lot of stress on somebody. It's going to be very overwhelming. And you can understand why Jen would kind of lash out and, and push back and be, you know, very defensive or, or, you know, not understanding of what Bruce is saying. And mm. on the other hand, you you have to, you can't look at just what your main character is telling you. I mean, Jen is a character who isn't very confident uh, in herself as, as her own self. Uh, apparently, and, and seems to me to not be that reliable of a narrator. You have to look at what the show is telling you and not just what the characters are saying. Uh, and Bruce is a good example of this because when she lashes out at Bruce and fights back and tells him about all her traumas, Bruce doesn't get upset. Bruce doesn't fight back. Bruce doesn't make it a competition. What Bruce does is he just sits calmly. He tries to be understanding. All he's trying to do is help her because he understands what she's going through. Like, he doesn't understand the experience of being a woman. I don't understand the experience of being a woman, so I can't sit there and say, oh, you know, she's just overreacting, and she she's equating her being a woman to, like, the worst things on earth, and that's not true. I don't know. I'm not a woman. I can't deny the experiences of women, and, and I'm not someone who should be denying her experience, just as Bruce doesn't. He's there to help her, to understand her, and to help her get through this incredibly overwhelming, stressful situation she finds herself in. Yeah. And that's important. And again, she says, I have such good control over my anger. And then people say, but look how easy she got mad at the cat calling at the end. That's the whole point. Again, the show is telling you she thinks she has control over herself, but she doesn't. Yep. And so I, I think those are important things to understand. Um, all that hey, being I'll, said, go I'll ahead, be right sir. back. Sorry, I'll oh. be right back. So you keep talking about the show and everything like that. Go in episode two um, or whatever. I'll be right back. Sorry. Sure. Yeah, all, all that being said, I mean, th- this is something that has happened to Jen, uh, not something she asked for, not something where she made a decision to put herself in this position. It's happening to her. And that's going to be, you know, that's going to cause stress to to anybody. And so I understand that people are like looking for things to be angry at and that that's fine. Like it's always going to be that way with things like this, um, where people will try to dismiss it because of its quote unquote woke nature or whatever it is. And like people can say like, Oh, you know, like they, they try to just like, you know, diminish Bruce and make Jen better and all this stuff. But I, I don't feel that way at all. I, I think Bruce comes out looking very good in this episode. Like he's very understanding. He's very helpful. He's a, he's a nice, caring, good person uh, who can still rage out. I mean, he is the Hulk. Um, and then you have, you have Jen who, you know, 
she she's looking for a way out she doesn't want to accept this new reality uh until the end where she's you know you know at at a trial and titania breaks in and she has to she has to become she hulk publicly and and do something and you know with great power comes great responsibility kind of thing and take the responsibility and and really you know stop the bad guy uh and then you know uh, of course that becomes viral she blows up and now she's forever stuck with this she-hulk name um and 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 she's famous because of being she-hulk and and so that brings you into episode two where uh she doesn't know how to deal with that um yeah, she she has there's a media frenzy now, and every everyone wants a piece of She-Hulk. Um, so Jenna's um you know she gets invited to this bar with her coworkers or whatever, and everybody loves her. You know she's having a good time. Uh, she's drinking, but she can't get drunk or whatever. Uh, yep. Oh, you're back. I'm back. Sorry, uh, I thought they came through, but yeah. I'm yeah, back. and so you you immediately get this juxtaposition where everyone loves love she-hulk everyone uh except her boss because <laughs> it's bad pr and she immediately gets fired uh you know obviously like i said you know she was drinking and she can't get drunk as she-hulk but she turns back into jen who can and she's drunk uh you know and so it's like <sighs> you brought this up when we tried to talk about it last time i felt like it was a it was a good point um and we didn't get to finish that or publish it so We'll bring it up again, uh, where the boss asks her to turn back into Jen, and when she's She-Hulk, and you can and also, talk about and, that. And also, he says the also this is great. This is an example of really good writing. It is a very snarky, underhanded, obviously directed. Uh, he can't take her seriously because he's a man, and he needs to feel superior to his woman counterpart. That's I think that's the dynamic they're going for immediately, and that's how they set it up all with a quick bird. Um why this is so good is because like how they put it the actor's tone of how he inserted it and like how it was almost like he's trying to bring he's he literally trying to diminish her like and was like i can't so what he says is is that i can't take you seriously when you're like this right. and like and it's very and like that just deflates her immediately and it, it was just such a good underhanded comment that like is so it's good it was great it was a really good way and that's why again think that the show is actually like pretty good so far I don't know. I've watched episode five yet, so yeah. Uh, and we get we can talk about some general things after we get to episode. Uh, I'm sorry, episode. We've already watched episode five, so episode six. So after we get to the yeah. end, there's something I want to talk about, but we'll save it until the end. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's also um, a, this is also a good example where you know for us it's like oh yeah no it's like it's a it's an interesting way to have a commentary, but like not be overbearing or whatever. Uh, but mm. again, people who are looking to be angry will be angry about that because they feel like it's a comment on all men and all of society and really it's it's not like these things happen they do happen and, and again we can't deny that experience of being a woman and having those things happen because we're not women um but um they they do happen and it's not like every man is like this and every boss is like this and it's not the show saying look how garbage men are look how look how uh uh discriminatory her bosses and misogynistic like he can't take her seriously because he's intimidated as a man and that means that we're all like that that's not what the no. show is saying again like it's just offering a really quick underhanded like it's just it's something that would happen in everyday life you know and it's not like you know ultra shitty that he said that like i would be intimidated if i was standing in front of 
Right. You know, yeah. And I just think it was a really good way of good way of portraying what the show was trying to go for, you know, which I think that this is targeting very specific audience. I think you and I are probably not in that audience, but you and I also enjoy that the show has some quality writings and scenes. So, yeah. And so after she gets fired, I mean, she ends up getting like invited to this family dinner and like, she's really nervous about it, but like her family's like way over the top happy that she's been outed as she Hulk. Mm. Uh, and like, yeah, it's kind of, kind of weird but um she ends up getting an offer from uh this law firm glk and h uh because they are starting a superhero uh law division and it's kind of a, a bittersweet thing for jen obviously because she thinks she's getting hired for her ability as a lawyer uh but really she's being hired because she's she hulk <laughs> right yep. um like the exact opposite of what just happened which is again a really good like switcheroo yeah, and, and like, for anybody, it's like, you know, I, I've mentioned this to people, like, I've had real conversations in real life about with this. Uh, like, the, this show is meant to kind of be fun, and it, and it and there's a lot of, like, surface-level things, but there are deeper, like, uh, themes in the show that they don't necessarily fully dive into, but they do present them. And one of them is is this, like, this feeling of self-worth that Jen completely lacks because even now, nobody's valuing Jen, the person, the lawyer. They're valuing her only because of She-Hulk. Yeah. Who Jen is, as of right now in the show, not proud of. (laughs) Like, she does not want to be She-Hulk. And she's finding that people only want to talk to her or be around her or hire her because of that. Uh, And and how would that make you feel as a person where your only value is something you don't even like? Like, you know, I guess another example, we talked about Twitch and streamers. Imagine being like the biggest streamer on on the platform and you never know if people want to be your friend because you're the biggest streamer and you have a bunch of money and a bunch of clout. Or because they actually like you and want to be your friend. Like, that's really difficult, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, she ends up getting the job. And she has to, you know, help superheroes and all that stuff. And, uh, again, She-Hulk she is almost perfect for this. And this is also what pisses people off. Like, it's, a, it's another good metaphor for, like, for how some women have to deal with bosses in the workplace like she is required to be she hulk in in the office like that's like your boss saying you know you have to wear clothes like this right yeah and uh like you you have to wear this specific kind of uniform or or whatever and like you know i i I don't like again i don't think this happens super often in today's workplace but you know probably in like uh, m- many decades past women were probably asked like to show some cleavage or like w- wear certain uh, p- bits short of clothing skirts, yeah. high heels, short skirts high heels makeup you have to like required to wear makeup yeah um, and like some some employers i'm sure still require women to wear makeup but usually because of the because of like thank god for modern hr usually just gets all rolled into business casual and that's like the problem too like what we get to with hairstyles like there are some women who, uh, yeah, surprise, surprise, are white, uh, and their hairstyle, their hair, like you know, that their hair is styled in a much different way, and it needs a different almost from like how the hair is treated on the everyday. I don't. One of my friends told me about this a long time ago, so I'm butchering it right now. But 
basically like for a long time black women couldn't like wear their hair naturally into the workplace because yeah 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 that's a thing like they would like insist like that oh it looks like rude or uh, or like it's unprofessional unkept. or yeah yeah it's just, like this is like just how my hair is like naturally <laughs> like it's yeah, how it is when I comb it or something like that you know I don't put any gel in it because I don't want to destroy it or like you know do dreads to heal it or something like that that happens a lot too but uh, right I, yeah these are these are things that that happen you know and so yeah. again the show is make is it is commenting on it but it's not telling you what to believe it's not making a moral commentary it's just saying hey these things happen and sometimes they're pretty shit <laughs> so like it's being a show you know like yeah and again deep. and again aside from all of that you don't even have to relate it to real life you can just enjoy the show for what it is you know like you don't have to be like oh they're making another commentary about workplaces like or they're just telling a story and uh, it happens to take place in an office. Like I don't like the third person thing going on, but maybe that's something I should talk about. Like with oh, the, the whole, fourth wall breaks. Yeah, with the whole look over of the show. Maybe I should save that for then. So, but moving on with this episode three, episode three. So she's going through a lot of these situations, and eventually she gets hired at the superhero law firm because again, she is She Hulk, and like you know, mm-hmm. we want She Hulk to. We want a superhero to head up our superhero division. Maybe we'll generate some more clients, something like that. You know, again, because she's related to the Hulk, um, and it's yeah. yeah. So then she then she has to go. She learns she's representing uh, Abomination. Yeah, Emil Blonsky. Emil Blonsky. Um, and it's this is when the show for me starts to really get really entertaining because as someone who worked in criminal defense for a year and a half or almost two years, uh, it's just like meeting a client in jail. <laughs> very strange it's a strange experience yeah and some clients can be very strange individuals and that's usually what ended up in in the first place um you know when you're educating them and talking to them about like how they should act or like you know if they should feel remorse if they do actually if you you know because you are trying to figure out if they genuinely feel remorseful you know there's a lot of people that think like criminal defense attorneys just don't give a shit sometimes they do um and you know they just want to know like man i can't really tell some people you just can't tell um, but meeting with a meeting with a client in jail is just you know is something I'm familiar with, and then it turns out that uh, this kind of leeways a little bit quickly. Sorry, so I'll, I'll talk about this next episode. But she meets with this uh, with Abomination. Afterwards, she actually calls uh, Bruce, the Hulk, and asks him like, "Hey, do you mind if I represent him?" And then he says a joke that I actually think is pretty funny, which is like, you know, I'm a completely different person, literally. Right. I I thought that was actually a pretty good joke. Not gonna lie. Um, you know, it was just never really addressed in the MCU at all. And I think that's, like, the only person that, like, uh, aside from War Machine, who kind of got, like, that that treatment, I think, right? That's it, right? For what? Sorry. For, like, no, it's no worries. Um, like, uh, for being in one movie a while ago and then not being in the same, like, Iron Man, War Machine wasn't War Machine. What was his name? He wasn't... Uh, oh, different character. Yeah, different actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Different actor, yeah. He was non Cheeto. It was someone else. It was uh, Terrence Howard. Yeah. So. Yeah, he wanted more money than RDJ was making, and so they hired someone else. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Jen feels like it's like a an ethical like issue, like to represent Emil because of his connection with Bruce Banner and whatever. And Bruce is like, nah, it's all good, whatever. And yeah. so uh, there's your thing um but uh there are some some easter eggs in in this episode uh well jen is looking for a job there's like a a related article section where it says man fights with metal claws in bar brawl uh you know that's kind of a 
It's kind of a Wolverine uh, thing, you know what I'm saying? Sneaking. <laughs> and then there's another article where it says, why is there a giant statue of a man sticking out of the ocean, which is a reference to the Eternals. Uh, so that, you know, just, you know, little things. Uh, and then I don't know if it's at the end or in a post-credit scene, but we see um, Hulk on uh, on the ship going back to Sakaar. Yep. Uh, so people think that might have something to do with World War Hulk. Who knows? Um we will see. Uh, so that was episode two. And, and then episode three is like the proper trial thing, right? Yeah. It's all, and to me, this episode is probably the best. That's what I said was the best, right? Or is it episode four that I said was the best? I, I, uh, I like I like this. It's not real. Okay, so episode three. I was really good because, again, as someone who has, like, proximate experience in criminal defense, like, it's just funny watching this kind of stuff happen in court. Um, experiences like, you know... Yeah. Um, a, client, a client that just can't help but incriminate themselves every time they fucking open their mouth. Um, uh, uh, when you get like some guy who thinks he's super important to the American and doesn't, can just like you know move past the American legal system like it doesn't exist because he's a sorcerer supreme. Yeah, um, fucking Wong. Uh, yeah, Wong. and this becomes a huge legal issue as well because you know like they find out like you know Emil Blonsky had been broken out and was fighting in this fight ring and like this causes a big issue with jen trying to like get yeah, him on he, on bail so, uh, or whatever he's for an, yeah he's going for an appeal he's going to the parole board to appeal to the parole board to go on parole yeah get out, get out of prison so he can meet his like wives or whatever he's got some like weird ladies like he's kind of like a, almost like a serial killer um you know like those weird ladies like obsess over them so that's going on yeah and then uh so then the episode continues. Yeah, Wong shows up. Uh, talk about because she requests that Wong comes because again, Wong was the one that broke him out uh, using the magic portal and stuff like that. So you know, how, how does she get in contact with Wong again? I can't remember. Uh, I think uh, the friend uh, that we haven't talked about at all, Nikki, her like paralegal. Like yeah. she's like, oh, I I posted a thirst trap or whatever, uh, <laughs> or like and tagged Wong and like that's and then that's why he showed up. Where she's, like, with a bunch of books. Because, like, they're, like, researching him. And, like, they're, like, oh, he's, like, a librarian or whatever in Comertage. And then, like, he, I think he had a LinkedIn profile. It's actually pretty funny. Volume way down. Holy shit. Okay. Can everyone hear me? Hello. I can hear you. Sorry. Okay. Sorry that I'm not talking. Um, yeah, so then they go into, essentially, uh, like, um, oh, that's right. Then you got the consistent problem client who, like, keeps showing up and, like, <laughs> what is this guy's problem? Like, he thinks that, he thinks that, like, this weird elf lady who keeps, like, running uh, around yeah, talking the, to people. The new Asgardian elf lady who, he, like, he thought he was dating Megan the Stallion. Yeah, he was texting her and she was, like, sending photos. It was super funny and, like, he wanted to sue her. Yeah, because he got, he got like, scammed out of, like, $175,000. Yeah. And also, you, you you see clients like that a lot, too, who just yeah. get scammed all the time because they can't help believe everything that comes across their desk. Yeah. And, and like, it's crazy. It, it's pretty funny, but, like, people really had a problem with Megan the Stallion for some reason and, like, the twerking at the end, but... Like again, a problem with the twerking, but for for a very specific reason. And that so, reason is, um, well, this is something I was going to talk about when we look, maybe we're kind of 
run out of time, of time here. So, but it's, so basically, there are some things that I'm okay with. Uh, there are some things that I will look over and look past because I'm a nice person. Mm-hmm. Poor writing, like, you know, a bad vocabulary choice, poorly shot scene. Um, man, the She-Hulk CGI fucking sucks, dude. It's super bad. Like, it's not good. It, it's, it looks like they painted green and then enlarged her in Photoshop. To me, that's what it kind of looks like. Uh, her suit is CGI and it looks all wavy and weird and everything like that. There's also um, a stand-in. They also did that twerking scene where they like zoomed in on this awfully animated butt shaking, and I don't care about that. Like you know, she can shake her ass as much as she wants, as long as like the ass is like well animated and like nice. And it just wasn't. And I don't know why like they want to flaunt the fact that they have shitty CGI. I just yeah. <laughs> what episode? I don't know which episode it was with the with the wrecking crew when they tried to take her blood. It's episode uh, episode three. Okay, well there you go. That happens. Uh, there were some yeah. complaints about this, but I'm not. I don't. I'm not going to talk about them because they're just kind of annoying. Um, yeah. But yeah, then episode four is when so, it starts. I mean, I yeah. really liked episode four. Same. It was really because it was really fucking funny. <laughs> I like Madison quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. And but everybody. Episode three, Emil gets his uh, parole. And uh, we're good to go. And Wong shows up because this is another thing that happens. Sometimes you have to coach someone what to say when they're giving a sworn statement in court. Oh, yeah. Um, Wong just goes off the fucking rails. No, he doesn't. He shows up and he gives, like, the most amazingly, like, well-trained, 100% practice statement. This like, guy he... goes off the fucking rails, yo. That he, that he insisted that he that he return? Yeah, I mean, like, no, that is, I mean, he said the right thing in the end, but, like, he's just sitting there admitting to breaking all these laws. And this is another thing people were like, why wouldn't they prosecute him? Shut up. Because he's, he's the Sorcerer Supreme. He's basically an Avenger at this point. Um, so, it, like, they can't, I, yeah. He would, oh, another thing that happens is he, like, transforms to, uh, uh, whatever his name is. Like, what, it's Apocalypse, right? No, it's not Apocalypse. That's abomination, funny. yeah. Abomination. He turns into Abomination. Yeah, he shows he has complete control over control, transformation, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he's, like, freaking everybody out. And he has a bunch of wives. Um, but again, uh, again, like, it's, it's just funny because he's, like, one of those clients that just every time they open their fucking mouth, they just say something that incriminates themselves. And they make, like, these dumb... Also, they make these dumb, grandiose statements that, like, makes everybody hate them, including the board. So it's just... Yeah. It was a funny... It, that's when I was like, yeah. okay, hey, it's actually, like... And then this is... It, there's We get this great episode called Is This Not Real Magic? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, look at... I I don't know if everybody knows a Madison, but I personally know a Mad not not like the name, but like I work with someone who who I know like a lot. I know a lot of Madison. I know a lot of Madisons as well. Yeah. I really do. But yeah, she's hilarious. She's great. she is no, she is great, one hundred percent great. Everybody knows Madison. Like you got to, and if you don't, it means you don't know enough cool people. So yeah, she was awesome. yeah uh, yeah. Yeah, so pretty much you have like this like rejected. Uh... You don't like Donnie Blaze, bro? What's talking? About? He's yeah. like... <laughs> you have Donnie Blaze, who's like an actual reject so, from. Setting the, so setting so setting up this episode, basically, there's this really dumb, like self-indulged ma- magician who calls himself Donnie Blaze, and he's like really bad at like practical magic, which is like you know the illusions and all the fun stuff that you can go and see sometimes. You know that some people are actually quite good at that takes a lot of skill to practice and like card tricks. Uh, all the cool stuff with all like the sparklers and the flyers and everything. You can do a lot of full, cool, fun, magical tricks, right? Yeah. Um, he's really bad at that, so he cheats. And I guess he was like a reject from Kermitage. Yeah, he has a sling ring. 
he has a sling ring though, so he like makes portals to impress people, but he like opens portals to like horrific demon rooms. Yeah, he has no idea where he's sending people. Yeah, and he just sends people through like portals and stuff, like willy nilly for no reason. Yeah, and Madison got like sent to like some hell dimension. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He got sent to this amazing scene because this is something that I've done before because me and my friend uh Rio, we watched all of the Sopranos in a row during pandemic. That's like what we did. Everybody has something dumb they did during pandemic when they were sitting around like you know when it was hardcore, like you know, fourteen days to slow the spread or something like that. Yeah. Where it's like, Okay guys, everybody shut off. Um, so we watched the Sopranos and I have totally been up jamming to that fucking song, dude. When <laughs> totally been up jamming to that song when it's been playing like every single time yeah. without fail. Wonders. Um, yeah. And then, so Madison, our, our great lady gets dropped <laughs> into like Wong's chambers um, yeah, with, a, with a beating heart in her hand of like a demon apparently. And then she uh, goes, tells Wong, that she like apparently well you can go ahead and explain this because yeah. I, I just I, well she she spoils some things for wong about the sopranos but sopranos yeah uh, that's when um, the episode is on if you haven't watched the sopranos i suggest one you don't watch this fucking show until i've never after. watched the sopranos and i think that's a good thing because if i was watching it then it might mean something to me but i don't even remember what the spoilers were because i had i I don't know the show. I don't know the characters, so none of us. So a, a female is. character that we all like, you know, the, a great part of the Soprano is is like, you know, who's the informant, who isn't the informant. You know, as the audience viewer, but they don't know, and they're all trying to figure each other out, right? Uh-huh. And it actually gets really intense, and the lies get really deep, and the, the drama just gets so drama. <laughs> yeah, great. But d- what didn't like didn't like the ending ruin the show or something? No, I, I think it's impo- I think there was no way that they could have ended the Sopranos that would have made everybody happy, and I think they left it super open. Is what really kind of happened, and then oh. that drove people insane because when you give people too much freedom, they don't know what to do with it. So instead, they throw it back in your face and they call you a tyrant. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so essentially, Wong becomes uh, She Hulk's new client because he wants yeah. to like have a cease and desist on johnny blaze <laughs> blaze from practicing, practicing like magic. the the, myst, the myst, not just magic but the mystical arts yeah um but also another thing is like she basically spoils a big part of that season the sopranos when a character gets gets whacked essentially um and like he sits down and he's like johnny blaze <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like uh, another big, another big johnny part of this episode was um she holds dating yep and again, Which is also fan- amazing, fantastic, great. Uh, also, when, when she was on da- the her, dates, yeah, dude, her dad, her dad reacting to her like getting mugged. He's like, dude, I'm like She Hulk now. And he's like, I don't fucking care. You're my daughter. I need to do something. Like, and I, it's great. It's fantastic. Like, yeah. we all have that. We probably all, hopefully, you know, a father or a father figure that we understand that, like, you know, right, like. It's especially like moving out, like you know, if you get into a difficult day or something like that, you sound like I wish I was over there to help you with that with the situation, but I'm not there. So yeah, and again, uh, digging more into uh, her low self worth as Jennifer Walters. Nobody wants to date Jen, Uh, but when she uh, makes her profile She Hulk, hey, everybody wants a piece of that. But I just need to see the client intake with Wong when uh, he. The client intake with Wong when like he wants to do is just so good and so entertaining. Oh yeah, that was some good content, uh, and also just like the uh, the like the the date she was on. 
Yep. All, all of them. Hold on a second. Uh, I don't know if it's... Also, lawyers, uh, some of them make complete sticks in the buns using like their corporate headshots for fucking dating profile photos. <laughs> Hell funny. But then she delivers first. What happens before they build the before she builds the dating profile for She Hulk mm-hmm. um, is that they serve the cease and desist to Johnny Blaze, and Johnny Blaze like has this fucking like manager magician who is just like an old person who is obviously a little senile, <laughs> and the interaction is again is just hilarious. It's so funny. It's all it's all great acting. It's so it's so like. Like everyone's such a little bitch in this in this in this these specific scenes. Like everyone's being such a little bitch to each other. I don't know how else to describe it. Oh, sorry. I uh, I had to change audio devices. And give me one second for you, uh, because no one can hear you now. Um, My beautiful voice. There you go. Okay, now we're back to normal. My um, my interface. I don't know why it started mm. like just like distorting everything you were saying, so I couldn't hear shit. Um, but yeah, you were saying something. It only cut you off at the end where I had to switch audio device. What so at the end, like th- this is also something like you know when two clients are essentially getting into an argument because all oh, the courts deal with the dumb emotional bullshit nonstop, twenty four seven. That's what it all is, all the time. Uh, people are getting overly emotional because when they're in the courts, they're probably dealing with the most, like, probably, it'll probably be one of the most dramatic highlights of their life is, like, if you're in an court case. Uh, most people, like, you know, want to spend their whole lives avoid going into a courtroom, and I do not blame them at, at all. But also, like, you as a lawyer, you need to stand up like, no, we're not doing any magic tricks. We're not having a magic off. Here is a, like, the, the tone of voice she had was just so perfect. Oh, yeah. Here is a cease and desist. Like, I mean, the adult. this is how we do things. This is a cease and desist leader. You take that. You've been served. You can read it if you want. It doesn't matter. That's not really how it works because, again, it's like some people in the country, like, we have systems in place where there are people who are so petty they won't even read. Like, you know, I haven't been summoned to court. What the fuck are you talking about? I don't oh, even yeah. think that letter exists. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, the act of me giving it to you and you taking it is, like, enough to infer that you'll be in court this, on this date. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So it's she, she handles it like a professional, and then she's like, "Okay, and we're leaving." So they don't say more shit that'll obviously be ammunition, and it's just great. Ten out of ten. Yeah. So then she goes on a date as Jen Walters, and like this dude is a fucking douchebag, and you love to hate him. And this guy is one hundred and ten percent. I don't know if he's an extra or whatever they got him from, but man, he just plays this uninterested douchebag that everybody loves so well. Um, definitely some. Dude, all off. the dates were uninterested douchebags, to be honest. Well, this is before, like, you know, she um, meets guys via as She-Hulk, right? First oh, yeah, she, yeah. Meets, she meets people as Jen. And then she's like, okay, you know, it doesn't work out, so maybe I'll try it as She-Hulk and we'll see what happens. Most and of those guys they, sucked too, right? Yeah, and but also, in between that, there's this really funny court <laughs> sequence where, like, Wong has to... S- Summon this lady. Uh, what's her name again? You, you have it perfectly. Uh, uh, everybody knows her. Everybody knows at least one lady like this. Oh, Madison. Madison, yes. Uh, he summons Madison as a witness. And oh, it's yeah. funny because she actually wouldn't work as a witness because she had a drink in her hand. And you can't give sworn statements if you're under the influence of alcohol. 
<laughs> she she said she said tell him you were texting nine one one. Yeah, she says a lot of really funny things, and then but also like she sees like she said it's so funny because she steps through this magical porter and she's like oh this is a this again that's so trippy haha and then she looks over and she sees Wong and yeah. she's like Wongers <laughs> like she walks over and starts hugging. Him. Um, but good. she's very obvious. So I just want to say though, not very accurate for court case because again, she is very obviously drunk, and you can't give sworn statements when you're under the influence of alcohol because then it would be considered a genuine statement. So just letting everybody know, but yeah. also it's really, it, the it's, the it's, dating sequence is really good though too because yes. like anybody so who's know, dated or online dated knows how shitty it is and how many bad is, dates you go on. And the, go on. Yep. the dude, the dude, she said, says, oh, I'm, I'm more of a New Yorker. I never thought I'd live in LA. She says, oh, how long were you in New York? Six months. Uh, yeah. She, he says, I'm also an entrepreneur. <laughs> oh, what, what are you, what are you looking to do? TBD. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's so the many losers like that. The next guy is just complete and total stud. Uh, yeah. Doctor. And then he, uh, we get to Johnny Blaze is doing another magic trick, and it backfires. And he actually opens a portal to hell, and like bat demons start pouring through. Yeah, and then Wong has to get Jen to come to help him. Yep. And... and then we get like a cool sequence, like you know where she's doing Hulk shit. Yeah. And, and then she goes back and smashes this guy, you know, which is great. Like he's like, damn, I'm into that. That's hella cool that you were like, you know, out there. You got someone like to do superhero shit while we were getting busy. And that's hella cool. And that's actually kind of turns me on. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, hell yeah, dude. So this is all in all an entertaining episode that was really great, to be 100% honest with you. Like, I can't think of anything aside from, again, CGI on She-Hulk, which is being abysmal. Like, it's Yeah, it. it's not great. No, not, it's so bad. Like, I don't know, maybe <sighs> I'm being an asshole, but it just looks like shit. Watch, like, her hair doesn't look, like, real. Like, it looks like a wig because of the CGI. Yeah. Well, we can kind of uh, speed run through episode five because it's not as good, but it's still good. Um, yeah, but... because it's like a, it's again a copyright thing, which is something that's really funny. And yeah, they're they're like the Disney has the balls to make a show that let people trash on copyright law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, She Hulk essentially gets a season desist, like stop using the name She Hulk because Titania copyrighted it. Also, it's really sad because like she's Jen, and the dude wakes up and like he's not interested at all in her. Yeah, it's like oh, who are you? I'm sorry. I was here for She-Hulk. I'm gonna go. Bye. Yeah. Again, more low self-worth kind of stuff for Jen. Very sad. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, she ends up going to confront Titania. It's pretty funny. Like when she shows up at like the the mall or whatever at the meet and greet. Uh, and then there's like this whole lawsuit, and um, she ends up winning because she establishes like even though she doesn't like the name She-Hulk, like she has used it in her dating profile. She used it and stuff like that uh you know it's it's a fun episode her lawyer uh was pretty cool uh yeah. and it seems like they start kind of becoming friends a little bit yeah uh, and the 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 whole crux of this episode really is her her paralegal nikki and this other lawyer pug are like trying to get her suit like special suits made and get her like a superhero suit as well um yeah. so you kind of get introduced to that in some ways and we see daredevil's mask at the end of the episode so that's episode five. We only speed ran it because we're, you know, running late. And, uh, yeah, overall, though, like, I, I, I like She-Hulk a lot. I mean, like you said, there are, there are significant CGI problems, but... Yeah, significant. Like, dude, like, it just looks like it's garbage. It's, it's what it looks like. I mean, you compare it to how Rings of Power looks, and you can tell the difference in investment. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, hopefully we'll be back to talk about Rings of Power soon. Um, but yeah, that's been She-Hulk. But so far, like at the end again, like I think a lot of it's just dumb controversy. I think also there's another issue where again, this is really funny to me because I understand have like I've been in these situations, these law situations, right? So I empathize with these episodes, and I feel like other people that have legal experience, whether it be a paralegal, legal secretary, which is its own thing, it yeah. really is, um, or like you know, uh, attorney or like you know, a judge would recognize these situations and like you know, with the superhero lens, would probably find them quite enjoyable. And I do, and I genuinely do. So I think that's one of the strengths of this episode. Um, and I feel like people are bashing on it again because people on the internet hate women. So yeah, I, I think it's also a mistake that they so heavily presented Daredevil in their promos because now I feel like a lot of people are just watching for him. But it also like they didn't even heavily promote it. It was just that one yeah. still of him in the yellow suit, and people yeah. went fucking wild because again, I went wild because we love Daredevil. Yeah, you and I love Daredevil. It was so fucking good, dude. I think about it every day. I was like, damn, I wish I could watch Daredevil on Netflix on some winter morning all over again. Like, huh, they're doing like a Marvel thing? That's cool. I kind of thought that was a Disney thing, but they don't really do a streaming service, so I understand they would want to make it. Yeah, it was like an event. Like, like yeah. we would, so like my... You saw, the Mar- you saw the Marvel icon, like, you know, uh, like they would play the Marvel introduction that we see when we go into movies before every episode of Daredevil. And then you were treated to probably some of the best television that we've had probably since the uh, early seasons of Game of Thrones. The most entertaining uh, characters that are themselves, they take the names of heroes you know, but they are their own independent people that can stand on their own two feet. Uh, Charlie Cox's Daredevil will stand on his own two feet for a long time, and I'm pretty sure he'll get introduced into the MCU, and hopefully at some point be the center of it. <laughs> to be yeah. I don't know if Daredevil ever... I don't know if... See, the thing is, like, I don't know if Daredevil does any of these amazing, crazy things like with the Avengers. Does Does he? Like, is there, is there precedent in the comics for him doing going above and beyond? Well, Daredevil's always been a part of bigger stories. Um, he's not necessarily been a central part of, like, a lot of, like, the big intergalactic Avengers kind of stories. But nobody really cared about the Avengers until, like, 2012. So, um, <laughs> Daredevil, yeah, he shows up a lot in, like, Spider-Man, like, as a lawyer, like, first and foremost. Uh, but he was, like, he's, he's always been a, a fan favorite character, for sure. Um, his like, events surrounding Daredevil have always been incredible. Um... It's just like his he's people love his character and then why wouldn't they like uh if you haven't read Shadowland I, I highly recommend that for a lot of people um mm. and it, and it's star- like it's crazy dude because it's like you know Daredevil is he, he's always been similar to Batman in some ways like more vigilante doesn't kill people whatever but still um, beats the shit out of him like so it's always morally ambiguous well, well not as much as what is shown in the show uh, yeah, the show is really fucking violent, which is good because then it leads directly into the Punisher, and then we get also some again some of the most amazing TV that any of us have seen yeah. in a long time. Yeah, that rooftop. God, all that stuff is so all of it was so good. It makes me cry. I want to be back. Want to be yeah. back. I want to go back there. Um, we got Luke Cage, which I thought was really good, and I thought people hated it because again they hate black people. Uh, I think that Jessica Jones is like really, really, really good. Yeah, you actually didn't all, mind Iron Fist, right? Like, and I actually genuinely enjoyed because I thought it was kind of goofy and fun. And the, the, the character of Iron Fist, the guy he was trying to present, was like this goofy, fun martial art, kind of like a Goku type character. He's you know, supposed to be, but I felt like he was way too serious. And yeah, and I yeah, and I think also that the seriousness was kind of forced upon him by the writers that they made that the Iron Fist so um, like you know they had him in an insane asylum and not like one of those goofy weird ones. Like they put him in one of the dingy dark ones that makes you feel like yeah, shit. Yeah, and always has a look on his face like. 
Yeah, yeah, and you know, I, I feel like, but I, it's that introduction when you get introduced to this guy who's like the superior guardian eternal martial artist, like you know, bouncing around on bare feet in New York, jamming to his iPod. Was just like I just fucking love that. We get some of that in Luke Cage when, like, you know, in the second season of Luke Cage, when I think the character really shines of who he should have been, like, you know, this this shining light that like is just so positive all the time. He's like the defender of whatever the fucking name of that place was. Harlem. Harlem. <laughs> no, 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 not Luke Cage. Uh, the Iron Fist. What was the name of that fucking mystical place that he was supposed to be the eternal guardian of? Oh, uh, oh, fuck. Fuck oh. yeah, I, I couldn't even think of, so I didn't want to try to name it. But um, you know what I'm talking about. I know about. what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, and he's just, he has so much, like, and, like, the actor has so much internal light, and he carries that with into the character. And I feel like he really, like, shines when he gets into low-key comedic situations like that, where he's just, again, being, like, the super powerful martial artist that's, like, this kind of this non-worldwise adult, because all he knows to do is martial arts. That's yeah, it. it does show his, his range, too, because, like, it's hard to reconcile the fact that he was Danny Rand, but he was also Loris Terrell in... Uh... Yeah. in game of thrones the night of flowers yeah that's pretty crazy it is and you know great actor um and that's why i feel like he carries it and again like you're right the iron fist like writing is so dark and i don't know why because luke cage was so dark and Jared jones was so dark and we should have got jones is the most dark, dark. Thematic, it has, almost it's again a uh, trigger warning uh, for those of you that hate heavy r words but jessica jones had a lot to do with rape like that's just what it was and it pre- they presented it very well and very thoughtfully and the actor of jessica jones like portrayed just that desperate exhaustion that comes with the you know beings with someone that has to live with that reality very recently on the day-to-day uh at the heavy drinking like she looks like such an alcoholic like the way she drinks <laughs> sometimes i feel like that's real alcohol in the bottle i don't know uh yeah. But it is very depressing, and it also has, like, you know, it's light moments. But and so I feel like Iron Fist was going to be, like, the balance of that. And we get introduced to him, like, I'm holding on to this light. And, like, again, the writers are like, oh, it needs to be dark and depressing. But I feel like it gets a little bit better, again, in Luke Cage when we get reintroduced to him, you know? Yeah. Anyway, we've gone over a bit. So yeah. I think it's time for me to go and eat some food. Same. I got to go cook some Alfredo from okay. scratch. My mother's been on a hello. She got hello fresh, um, and so she's been doing that lately. So hello fresh have... makes things easy, but I feel like it's way overpriced. Um, well, you know, mom doesn't really care. Yeah, that. You know, so when she when she when she's trying to eat healthy, that that you that expect I, to pay money. Yeah, that for her that goes. Yeah, that expectation goes. In, so. Um, and she cooks really good meals. So, and they're, they have some genuinely good stuff. Like, you know, these firecracker meatballs they've had a couple times are actually like really good. So, yeah, my wife had HelloFresh for a little bit and I, I uh, cooked all the food for her. So, mm. but yeah. All right. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Share your thoughts. Much love. Yep. Uh, follow, like, subscribe. Watch She-Hulk and form your own opinions also. Yeah. yeah. Don't take what we say for fact. We're not experts. We don't, we, whatever, we just enjoy talking about shit. Okay. Goodbye.